Aloha, I'm Sean. I'm Kyle. And we are Red Light Challenge. And this is a new edition of Measured Voices. Welcome to Measured Voices, featuring music and conversation with songwriters from around the Treasure Valley. I'm Walt Huntsman. In this edition, I talk with the brothers from Red Light Challenge. Born and raised in Hawaii, Sean and Kyle have quickly made a name for themselves in and around Boise with their energetic, infectious brand of pop. Join us as we talk about their music, their love of harmonies, and about performing as both a duo and with a full band. That and more, next on Measured Voices. First question I want to ask you is the name itself, Red Light Challenge. Where did that come from? How did that come about? So we, we started off with a completely different name, and uh, Red Light Challenge came out of necessity to make a name that didn't sound terrible. <laughs> so we were, we were kicking around a, a bunch of names for a while, and I think there were a few. We had like There's 10 on a list or yeah, something. We had some ideas that but, we were kind of going back and forth with. But nothing was really jumping out. But um, are you familiar with the show Cash Cab, the game show? No, I haven't heard of that one. So there's a there's a game show on, it used to be on the Discovery Channel. I think they just brought it back. Um, but a guy's driving around New York City in a taxi, and he picks people up, and they don't know that they're on a game show but until they get on the cab. And then the lights go on, and he starts asking them questions. And on the way to their destination, um, he's asking them questions. They're winning money. It's great. Um, and on the show, there's a bonus round where if they get stuck at a red light, he says the signal's a red light challenge, and they could win like extra money by doing that. So that's how we got the name. There you cool. go. <laughs> Lots of money at stake in that show, was there? Uh, what were some of the big? Some prize? people made like two thousand dollars. Yeah, okay. two thousand probably a higher there end. There you go. Now you guys were born and raised in Hawaii. Yep. Um, so I guess the question is, how and why Idaho? Um, so we came here. For so the funny reason is because we really like potatoes, so we wanted to come here, you know, because it's the capital of potatoes. Um, But the the biggest reason was because of um, going to school for like university. So we both were students at Boise State University, um, and Sean got his master's in business last year, and I'm currently in my third year at BSU, and both business students and that's the reason why we came you know i didn't realize this it only took me two years to get my master's but you're still doing your undergrad and you're on year three come on whatever Kyle. man <laughs> you had to go to undergrad <laughs> but w- w- what was it about boise state that uh, brought you in as opposed to say go into california or back east or so luckily it happened to be one of the schools under the western undergraduate exchange so i'm not having to pay any out-of-state fees so that really helps and then i had um friends in my undergrad that were from boise and they really loved it um but we'd never come here before you know going to school and the first time we were here was a week before school (laughs) School started started. yeah so we had no idea what we were jumping into but we're super happy that it is how it is but i I guess it was probably some sort of a an adjustment at first because Hawaii really isn't known for much in the way of snow outside of a you know, <laughs> no maybe luckily a we actually really like the cold weather so that kind of worked out because I I don't think I've ever really had like a white Christmas before coming here so mm-hmm. that was kind of nice now are you guys from a musical family or how did you guys get <laughs> uh, started in music so our parents neither of our parents like play instruments or anything like that but um, music was always on in the house like like I have vivid memories of being a little kid and just listening to music and, and our dad making uh mixtapes or mix CDs of just like different songs that were like No, they were cassette tapes. Oh really? Yeah. Huh. Well, he also made some mix CDs. I did that. Oh, you did that? <laughs> Whatever. Um but yeah, just kind of growing up to the things that he really enjoyed listening to. Um 
and yeah, it just kind of influenced us because we really like growing up. We really loved the Beatles, um, which is why we like we love harmony so much. And um, yeah, lots of seventies soul, yeah, lots, of, 70s lots soul. of rock from you know sixties, seventies, eighties, eighties music. So a really big. Um, variety of things and that was really cool with our dad is that he wasn't like pigeonholed and like oh this is my era that I grew up in and this is the only music I like mm-hmm. he he always found music that he enjoyed in you know any era any genre even new stuff and that's I think that's why we're also we like we love a lot of new music too so just kind of like it just kind of works out that we got exposed to so much of the the greats and the classics from our dad and we're still being exposed to new things that are like that are influencing so many people and that are Sound, still sounding pretty good. And you mentioned the Beatles. Any other groups or, or singers that influenced you? Um, so regardless of what anybody out there might think, we really love Toto. And it's not just because they sing Africa or Rosanna. They have many more songs than just those two songs. But we really love them because they have excellent harmonies, some of the best musicians or even just studio musicians out there. Um, yeah, just we we grew up really liking that music. What else is there? It's tough to say because like there's so many different genres, mm-hmm. you know, that we like. Um, Beatles is a good starting point yeah. for us for sure. And um, we always have a hard time kind of conveying to people that it's not just like we like the Beatles and like that's it. Like we like the Beatles and we we usually say it that we love everything from the Beatles on up, but we sincerely mean like everything from the Beatles on up. And like, like that's really what's influenced us to this point. Okay. Well, your music, uh, I think on your website, you describe it as pop rock. Uh, mm. the, in the 90s, there was a term, I think, uh, that was in vogue for a short time, power pop, mm. which is kind of what I think of when I listen to you guys, because you guys perform with a lot of power, a lot of energy when you perform, mm. whether it's just as a duo or with the band. Um, so I, I think right here is where we're going to, We'll plug in a song and and, then we'll start uh, back up afterwards. Sounds great. Power on. (laughs) So this song is called I Want to Give Back to You. And we wrote it about two years ago. And uh, it was kind of for busking and playing live, you know, out in public without being plugged into anything. We wanted something with energy. Yeah, I think Sean kind of came up with the idea first. And we just we kind of wanted to run with it and make it, as you're just saying, something that people could enjoy and start dancing to and moving to even if we're not plugged into anything yeah and uh so lots of energy in the song um but the title i want to give back to you it's it's kind of us you know showing our appreciation for audiences and you know thanking people that have helped us along the way and really one of the major inspirations for it is our parents even though the kind of subject of the song is a is a girl so that's not not in a weird way you know not in a weird way <laughs> but definitely like appreciating what they've done to get us to where we are today Here's I want to give back to you. I try so hard to make no mistakes. I take my time when I do almost anything. I've waited so long for love to awake. Still, what brother? would happen at all Cause then she came along when I was not looking around I'm confused how it worked but it worked out so well She gave me everything I never knew I needed But it's true cause it worked out so well 
but you have given to me baby how can i ever repay i want to give back to you but you have given to me love is the time with you today made it so far, now playing the game I don't take many chances doing anything And so far so good, I cannot complain But something tells me life is passing me by She's like no other girl, she's not about playing the game And I knew would feel the same way Cause then she came along and gave her what I needed And it's true cause it worked out so well I want to give back to you what you have given to me Baby how can I ever repay I want to give back to you what you have given to me Lovely is the time with you today You said I could change my mind That I would not do I don't want to waste more time I want to give to you you um you guys on your website mentioned that you've been performing since 2010 mm-hmm. i think so you guys have been at this for a while how long did it did it take you to to start to build up a following so it's it's always kind of weird whenever we talk about this because definitely from those kind of earlier shows we were still definitely just kids kind of messing around and playing music live you know cover songs and different things like that so Kind of, the, we came to be out of um, a high school band that I was in, and that kind of fell apart when I was in high school. And Kyle was, I think, ten <laughs> at the time, and um, just asked him, "You want to learn how to play drums?" And he just he just started, you know, started playing drums. Yep. Um, and then from there, we we would perform. We did lots of terrible shows. We were sounded <laughs> awful. Um, but it helped us learn and experience almost anything that could possibly go wrong. <laughs> and then, and also in that time between then and now. Um, I went away to college, so there was you know that few years span where I was only home for the, you know summers and winter time. So really, 
really not until after I graduated from college did we have time to really, you know, be mature and be serious about putting music together and making music. So, and even, um, not until coming to Boise would I say that, that red light challenge was really like full full force force, moving forward. So you you guys started when Kyle was 10. So you guys were kind of almost like a mini partridge family. (laughs) Back then, I know we keep on know. telling our parents we need some more brothers. We need some more. <laughs> we need some more siblings so that we can have like a and a school bus. Exactly. Yeah. So and a TV show. That's when you. St- that's when you started performing. When did you start uh, doing your own material? I remember. I remember writing three songs with <laughs> the uh, the old high school band, and I just like it was like, oh, we should probably start writing our own songs. So um, super silly lyrics. We never performed them. We never practiced them. Um, and then you try not to listen to them if you can help it. <laughs> but something interesting was when I was a junior in high school, and that was probably probably six months into when we started playing music together, maybe a year, maybe. Um, but there was a contest where mm. you could submit a certain number of songs, and I think you could submit 10 songs to submit for this contest. And we're like, oh, let's do it. So because of that contest, um, we just we took it up, up upon ourselves mm. to put to write 10 songs um, to play, and we uh, we made like an album yep. out of out of these ten songs under the old band name, which we still want to try say. to not say. Um, <laughs> but uh, we, yeah, we we just we did it out of necessity, and it's mm. funny because since then we we make ourselves have deadlines, and we mm. we put ourselves in situations where we have to get things done because not not, not that we're lazy, we have to, and also not because we have to. It's like we enjoy <laughs> torturing ourselves, but it helps. Like the deadline seriously like gets us to where we need to go. Uh, yeah, I get that. I used to work in the news business, and I, that's I still only do well with deadlines. Yeah, <laughs> it seems. Um, so that's a part of your songwriting process. Uh, you give yourself a deadline. Mm-hmm. Uh, what uh, talk about talk about your process? I mean, you guys seem to have when you perform a f- most of the time sort of a delineation of where Sean does most of the the lead vocals and you do a lot of the harmonies, which are mm-hmm. great, by the way. How does the writing kind of fall out? Yeah. I think all of all of the songs that we put out to play are collaboration Mm -hmm. like it 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 will start with one of us having an idea usually because it's very unlikely that we'll both spontaneously have the same same (laughs) at the same time so um (laughs) but one of us will either have like a um, some kind of inspiration like a musical idea or a title in mind or a melody and we'll be humming it and we just will you know when we're actually songwriting we'll sit down like okay we have this idea how can we make this into a song? What what does this song need? What does the song want to be? And so I think, you know, we, we're always writing and always thinking of mm-hmm. like new things to do. But I kind of just think about it now. A lot of times when we're writing songs, it's because we're thinking we want to write a song now. And I think just our day-to-day lives and performing and, and thinking about music mm-hmm. and thinking about riffs and stuff like that, we're just adding to our library or toolbox yeah. that we can draw from. And when it's time to write music, we take from those and we just we put ourselves in the mindset that the song needs. Do you keep a file then of ideas? Of- oh, yeah. Sean has many a notebook of... How many? It's probably probably like- six, either six or seven notebooks filled with over 100 pages of like lyric ideas. And then and we then- have a bunch of actually recorders just like that. Um, just like your recorder that the audience that, can see. That, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a visual show um, that um, are filled with, I think, close to like 500. I think we have like three or four of these different recorders, and I think each one has like about 500 recordings on it. 
of pieces or yeah, pieces not not necessarily like, full songs, but like either a riff some full songs, or or like, some yeah. full songs. Now the songs that we're going to hear in this edition, uh, several of them at least, you mentioned that they were they kind of started with a riff. Is that typical, or do, are you kind of all over the place with that? I think lately it's been getting a little bit more all over the place. Um, like for example, just this week alone, we we came up with a song title. And then we kind of just started batting around with it, and like we're starting, and now we're kind of like starting to write it a little bit more. And then also earlier this week, um, I think what was it like? Sean kind of had an idea, and then like we were working on all this different stuff and trying to book like music and for concerts. But then we we've been trying to get better lately of if we have an idea or if like the moment strikes us, just stop whatever we're doing and just spend the time to focus on that while we still while it's still fresh. And you guys are, are quite busy at performing around the area. Do you find it getting harder to make time to, to write songs? Or how do you... No, we just don't sleep as much. <laughs> okay. I think oh, we try to... being young. <laughs> we, we, we just try to schedule everything so that we can get yeah. things done that we want to get done. And we we always say we'd rather be busy than bored. Yeah. So we're, we're totally okay with being busy. Um, and then we also have the attitude that everything always gets done. So if there, if there are things that we want to do, we get it done, you know, whatever that means. Do you find, uh, ever find yourself, uh, getting inspiration, for instance, from something that you hear that somebody has said, does that ever kind of play into your songwriting at all i was thinking about that because like being beatles fans like i've i've read a lot of things about the beatles mm-hmm. and i know there are a few songs that they have where george harrison like it might be while my guitar gently weeps i can't remember the song but he um uh, goes through a book and he just randomly puts his finger down on one of the pages and, and it had a word in it and they kind of built the song around that so mm-hmm. just today i was thinking about you know things like that and like watching movies and being mm-hmm. inspired by a movie or something like that and um, I can't think of a particular instance where that has happened for us, but um, I think that's an interesting way of writing, unless you think of something else. No, I think that's, I think that's right. Yeah. Do you draw mainly from your own experiences then when you write? Or? I think so, and so definitely um, experiences that we've gone through. Um, and also over the last year, we've just been trying to, like, like how we were mentioning earlier that we... Um, like growing up, we've just listened to all this different music for probably the past nine months or past year or so. We've just been trying to definitely get stronger at the songwriting aspect of the, of the songs. And so we've just been listening nonstop to just as much music as possible and just trying to analyze the song, seeing what is the artist doing well, what can they improve, like, and also what are typical structure ideas or production ideas that are happening in a lot of the hits that make them so big. This song is called You Got My Number, and it was based on an experience at the mall here in Boise. Boise Town Square Mall. And uh, we had kind of like a riff idea and, and like a title for the song for a while, and we, we sat with it for, for quite a while. And we remember going to like different park benches and just going back, oh, should the song sound like this? What should the yeah. bridge be? What should the style and be? I remember specifically going um, to one of the benches outside of Overland Park Cinemas, and that was that's kind of where like we really started getting some of the good, <laughs> better ideas, hopefully. And then we just we you know we took all these ideas, and finally I think everything just clicked, and it, it sounded how we wanted it to sound, kind of with like a a funky 
kind of sound get you to move your hips a little bit. And I think definitely with this song, we we envision it having true brass playing the riff in the song. But I think for now, we're just going to do the acoustic version of it since we didn't bring the brass with us. Here's You Got My Number. You got my 
something that you've heard style or whatever they do that it, that it, you write a song and then you look play it back and you think well that sounds just like you know like well, I drive car and that's yeah. that. I'm like I I go overboard with saying oh that sounds like that even when it doesn't so I think we have a pretty good yeah. filter and I, th- and I for, think that's the th- like that's the thing they're super lucky with with growing up with so much different music um like luckily we kind of have this library in our heads where if we come up with an idea and if it sounds like something else, hopefully um, like we'll know, Oh, this kind of sounds like this. We have to change it a little bit. Cause I, f- I found that kind of to be a, a challenge for me sometimes mm. is, you know, again, listening to all that music growing up. Of course I listened to a lot of Frank Sinatra and I don't write <laughs> like him. Thank you. So I guess uh, we're okay there. Um, on the subject of writing, uh, and I, I think I might know the answer to this one, but I'm going to ask it because if, if I'm right, it's really kind of an intriguing story. Uh, an unusual writing experience that you guys have had. Hmm. Oh, I know. Um, so talking about deadlines, you know, a oh. little bit. Um, just a few weeks ago, we had a show where we needed we needed more songs than we had that were original songs. So. <laughs> and we just to let you guys all know, um, we agreed to doing this show even though at the time which was only like what two or three weeks before the actual show it was within the same month yeah it was within the same month two and a half that we agreed to the show and we agreed to the show knowing that we didn't have enough music for it yet so um but like we said you know we we love deadlines we love deadlines and we always get things done so we knew oh we figured out okay this is about how long you know our songs are and what we're doing this is how much more we need and we figured out oh probably if we made like seven new songs mm. we could do it so we we pl- plotted out seven new songs based on either things we had i think mm. at least one song was completely brand new maybe yeah. two um but we just we knew we had to do it and we got it done before the yeah. show i would think they would uh put a few gray hairs in your head before uh, before you were ready for them. Um, speaking of recent experiences, now you guys just recently performed at Tree Fort uh, as a part of the Tree Fort Festival here in Boise. How was that experience for you? Um, it, it was w- really fun, and it's like it's been really exciting getting to do things with a full five-piece band because um, only since last July, was it? Yes. Um, have have we had a full band and that's the first time we've ever had a full band before so it's sean on rhythm guitar and lead vocals um kyle on um drums and vocals and then we have a lead guitarist a bass player and a keyboardist and the we figured it was only the eighth time that we've played together mm-hmm. with the At full Tree band Fort. yeah the tree fortress was the eighth show mm-hmm. and we had a new bass player 
for that show as well that would was only with us for like two weeks mm-hmm. um, before. But it's really cool because every show that we've done with the full band, mm-hmm. we've made it a point to like watch and review mm-hmm. the watch the tape the tapes of the previous show and see what can we do to be better. And Sean, like he was looking up a lot of great stuff for kind of front man things that should be considered. So like we're really trying to sincerely make each show better than the last. And that's actually kind of something interesting that we've been talking about um, with the acoustic shows that we do because we're trying to figure out, um, just because we perform so much with the acoustic setup, we're trying to figure out how can we make it so that each show or even like each week we're like improving the acoustic show instead of just performing. How, do, how does the acoustic show, besides the numbers, differ for you guys from, from having the full band? I know it... it differs a lot for you Kyle because you move from guitar to the drums but uh... I think something with acoustic stuff that we do we try to be a lot more flexible for like the different venues that we'll play at so definitely we take into consideration who we're playing for and who our audience is and as we're writing new songs um, we're we're writing songs I guess in the acoustic way that gets people moving and and gets people you know engagement yeah engagement and and some kind of energy so that when we're up there it's it's not you know just two guys playing acoustic guitars but it's like you're getting you're being entertained Mm -hmm. you know by us so um i think it's a lot easier for us to do acoustic things just because it's only the two of us and we're brothers and we live together Mm -hmm. and like like so if like somebody asks us oh can you do a show in an hour okay yeah, it's it's really easy for us to say yes and get things done like that. But when you're when you have to manage other people that have different schedules, and that's and in any situation, yeah. like not even just for bands. Do you, yeah. do you find that you uh, have certain songs that you write that you say, okay, well this will be good in an acoustic show, and this one we should have for a full band? I think we kind of found that in our second show at the full band because we needed to do an hour and a half of all original music. Um, or was it just an hour and a half concert? I, I think, think it may have been an hour and a half. No, concert. it was original. Oh, it was original music. And um, we we needed more songs, so we took some of the acoustic songs that we'd been playing mm-hmm. and, and like tried to turn it into the full band thing. And I think that they could be turned mm-hmm. into it, but with the kind of time strengths yeah. that we had, um, it just it, it wasn't exactly how the full band should have been playing mm-hmm. it. So I think there are cases where you know it works better for acoustic, mm-hmm. and. Um, there are cases where it works better for electric that, you know, it's it's kind of difficult to change back into. But because and also with the acoustic stuff, like it's always weird to us because we hear while we're performing the songs, like we hear all the other instruments going on. Like we wish that we could uh, show that or share that with everybody that's watching or listening. But like when it's just two acoustic guitars and two vocals, like there's only so much that we can do to compensate for all the different instruments that we wish that everybody could be hearing. So that's kind of been the nice thing with having the full band. Cause it's more of a true, uh, experience of what we're trying to accomplish. Do you see you guys, uh, evolving more toward more full band shows and, and less of the acoustic, or are you going to continue to try to balance that out or we'd, um, I think, we would like to do more um, full band mm-hmm. shows because of you know being able to have more instruments to sound how mm-hmm. we want to sound. But we also kind of think about Red Light Challenge as it's like it's like a different version of Red Light mm-hmm. Challenge, like, like you different have, iterations of what we're trying to do. You have the full band Red Light Challenge that's like more 
more rock and roll, but still taking the pop sensibilities and trying to be catchy and mm-hmm. harmonies and all those things that, that make Red Light Challenge, Red Light Challenge. Um, and then, and then the have, acoustic side. Which know, is kind of two separate things, because we have like the, the busking acoustic side, which we're just trying to be as loud and energetic as possible to get people, like when we're, if we're on like a street corner or the farmer's market, it's, um, we're just trying to get people to stop with whatever they're doing and listen. Whereas with the, the amplified acoustic, we kind of have more... Um, I just had the word like we just kind of have more kind of more production and also we have more abilities to um, flexibility yeah more flexibility more like a better ability to manipulate what we want to do with pedals or just different electronics does that busking aspect does that filter into your acoustic shows when you're in venues because it it, because as I was mentioning earlier you guys have a lot of energy when you perform and I imagine busking you have to to really get it out there to get the attention, uh, does that carry over? Do you think? Two words, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. We. It's funny because getting our start here in Boise, we you know we didn't know anybody at all, so we had to start somewhere. So the and it was really the first time that we picked up acoustic guitars. Yeah. So those the farmers markets were like a really good way for us to like cut our teeth, mm-hmm. um, being in a completely brand new place. And like, we have to impress people, you know, we have to be entertaining for people. So I think because that has worked, uh, when we do the plugged in acoustic stuff, you know, obviously we want to have that same kind of energy and production. And it's definitely influenced us a lot, um, more so than just the different iterations of what we do. I think it's also, um, influenced kind of how we are with people. Like also, um, like the songwriting process. Cause before coming here, we were just kind of writing songs and whatever kind of hit us is what we were going to write. But we started to slowly see and understand that if you give people like a show, whether it be like high energy or just like a, or something big and powerful, we were just starting to see that there's kind of different avenues for song that songs can, uh, encompass. It's like, it's more, like you can have a song where it's audience participation or you can have a song where people are dancing or a song where people are close together. It's, it was cool kind of seeing that you can write different types of song that fulfill different purposes. I, I, I don't know if you, I, you sort of hinted at this in, in your answer, but I found for me, especially when the, the more I perform, the more outgoing, I think I, I've become over time to the point where people can at least pretend they like me. You know? <laughs> Have you have you found that as, as the more you perform, that the more uh, that your personality, not so much changes, but just sort of um, rounds out a little bit. Um, something that I had to read for my master's in business, you know, school, so degrees for something. Um, no, somebody in a book said, um, think about yourself giving a presentation where you run through the presentation once before you present. And then think about yourself giving a presentation where you've gone through it 50 times before you present. Who's going to be better? The person that did it 50 times. So every time we're, we're performing, not only are, are we performing, but we're practicing for the next time we're performing. Mm-hmm. So each... We, and that's we, not we even tell ourselves just this. the music. It's also interacting with yeah, others. Yeah, yeah. So, but we, we tell ourselves this, that like the next show has to be better than the last mm-hmm. show. So so I, I think yes to your question that as we do it, we get better, hopefully, at, at you know, performing. Because there, there is a distinct difference, I, I've found anyway, between performing and singing or performing and songwriting. I mean, it, yeah. it's, 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 it's not, it's, it, it is the singing and the, the instrumentation, but it's also, you're kind of putting yourself out there and you're also putting your personality out there and mm-hmm. trying to engage the audience 
between songs too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's different like when you're playing music in your house and singing, that's you're playing music, but when you're in front of other people, you're performing music. Uh, now you you both are Sean, you've got your master's in business and Kyle, you're working on a degree in business. Is that with an eye toward the music or is that with an eye toward life after music or what made you decide to, I mean, you guys are both such talented musicians. What made you decide to major in business? It's funny because like, I think things happened at the same time, you know, like it was like my time to go to college and graduate from high school and kind of think about like, you know, what I want to do. And uh, as we've gotten more serious with music, it's like business is the perfect, you know, thing to go it's with It's sincerely music. hand in hand. Cause like the, the stuff that we'd be doing at school, if we were like a music degree, is pretty much what we're doing as soon as we get home from school anyway. So it's kind of, it's nice doing, cause like business and music, like I'd probably say, 80% of what we do is the business side of it, and then maybe 20% of it is the music, if that. Next time on Measured Voices, more conversation with Red Light Challenge. We'll talk about future goals, developing a stage presence, and their use of social media. Follow Red Light Challenge on Facebook, at Red Light Challenge. I'll have links in the show notes. You'll find those at measured-voices.blogspot.com. Send your questions, comments, and suggestions to measuredvoices at gmail.com and follow us on Facebook at Measured Voices. Until next time, I'm Walt Huntsman, and this is Measured Voices.